Welcome to Men's Book Club. Men's Book Club. He's singing, and it's beautiful. And I have a little bit of a sore throat, so still oh. beautiful. Oh. Well, yeah. still beautiful. That's how my how beautiful my voice is. Um, <laughs> today we are discussing the Leftovers by Tom Perota, the book, not the show. I haven't yeah, watched the show the, yet. Yeah, well, you should watch the show. I am going to watch the show. Actually. It is actually pretty interesting because I remember when the show first came out, The Leftovers. I'm like, what is that? Because you don't know what it's about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, is that about like Thanksgiving feast or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a comedy. It's a comedy yeah, about leftovers on Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pass yeah, the stuffing. The, the mashed potatoes. Pass uh, the stuffing, please. Yeah, so th- very quickly to run through this book, this is a story about um, uh, mainly around a family that is dealing with the ramifications of this event that happens randomly where 10% of the planet vanishes for no reason. I, I think it's a, a fascinating idea. Yeah. Where it's just like, it, it's a great premise. Yeah. If absolutely. nothing else, it's a great premise. Absolutely. Um, and and we're following these uh, four, mainly four protagonists. There are other characters, of course. But yeah, basically these four, like a family. Yeah, thing. a family that's dealing with the repercussions of what happened afterwards. Uh, it, it, I think one of the best things about this is that it's set a few years afterwards. So, like, it's three years. Yeah, so three there's, years, right? there's enough time passed by where it's not an immediate shock. And half of the book is spent with us dealing with immediate grief. So it's just kind of like afterward. It's long-term effects. I, I thought that was really great. Um, but yeah, it's it's telling the story of um, the family of four, which ironically didn't really lose anyone in their family, um, but each are dealing with the ramifications of this event. Yeah, and you have to feel, if you had a family that was going through that, you probably have to feel a little guilty too, mm-hmm. which is why I think the mom probably joins that yeah. um, group. Yep, so uh, the mom, Lori... Or Lauren, Lauren. 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 yeah, she um, she deals with it by joining this group called the Great Remnant, the Guilty Remnant, Guilty Remnant. Uh, I'm horrible with names. Yeah, which is basically it's almost like a cult type of uh, following where they they don't talk, they don't talk, and they dress in white. And my favorite part. They smoke cigarettes constantly. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, constantly. <laughs> you have to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, you're not part of the club if you know. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, and then the son Tom, who is this uh, this guy who kind of like doesn't know how to deal with all of this shit, so he ends up following an even worse cult, but with this guy Wayne something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like um, he's like almost like a. What's the word? Like a healer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's, a, like, that's what he, he wants to He reminds me himself. of like one of those things back in the in the day where they go to like a very religious mm-hmm. uh, something that would happen in Texas, probably. Yeah. Um. And now all the people in Texas hate you. But yes, um, there was a good chance I hated you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. He. He. It's this healer guy who he can take away your pain by hugging you. And sort of creates a cult by that. He takes away your burden and your pain. Uh, Tom follows his group and ends up falling in love with the woman that that guy is supposed to be with and whose child she bears. That's how he's dealing with it. So he kind of becomes a little bit of a hippie drug dealer. Um, 
the daughter, Jill, kind of falls off track of being a straight-A student and ends up, you know, buzzing her hair, following the wrong crowd. Which um, totally makes sense if you're yeah, really young. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, Kevin, the dad, who is the main, main protagonist, is becomes the mayor of the town and is trying to sort of keep his house in order, what's left of it. His wife left him to go join this first cult. His son left him and... Uh, God knows where he is doing drugs, and his daughter is uh, at home, but she's not really present anymore. She brings along a friend to live with her, Amy, Mm. and he's trying to just be as supportive as possible to both her, part of his job, but at the same time, he's still trying to date. He falls, you know in love, in quotes, with a woman named Nora. Nora, Nora. Um, Did she lose? She lost her family, right? Yeah. She Yeah. Which is like the total opposite. Which yeah, is which is yeah, which is great. Uh, um, that's basically the premise of the story. I, that's that's kind of the big plot of it all. Nothing major, I would say, really happens. The story is, I, I think, one one person in Goodreads described this book perfectly. He said, "This is the most interesting, boring book I've ever read." I can see it. Yeah, it's nothing happens, but yeah, it's almost also, like a slice of life after. Some kind of trash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but what I think the book is so compelling about the book is, like I said, it's set three years after. So the author doesn't take a long time explaining it. Like he kind of just tells you what happened and doesn't address it anymore, which I think is so good. <laughs> you know, it, you, you're not, it's not, even though there's a big event that happened in Sir Tragedy and he could have focused in on that and made it sort of like a Stranger Things yeah. type of a book. He really didn't do that. He focused more on the on what I think the main theme of this book, which is grief and sadness and, and almost like um, how fragile a family could be. Like, you know, you're a family of four and you're together and then this event happens and it doesn't directly affect your family, but every single person within that family feels some sort of guilt and remorse and and ends up falling off the wagon of where they were beforehand like they yeah. were a happy family before and now all of a sudden the mom is yeah it's pretty her fragile mind. it's like it all it took is this one uh, event you know you know always what's inter- the first this book is almost like the first season mm-hmm. of the show mm-hmm. But they expand upon it more, so you kind of get a right towards the end of the seasons. You kind of get a feel of like what their life was beforehand, before, which yeah. is kind of which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I think that's when the seasons like really pick up and the show becomes pretty good. But they 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 kind of do a little bit of a of a I don't want to say flashbacks, but they kind of show you through like the eyes of Jill, the daughter, how how her mom used to be in the mornings, how she used to take care of her, how she used to. You know, they used to make pancakes together, and Kevin is trying as hard as he can to kind of insert himself in that world. Um, I, I mean, there is there are very small pieces throughout this book, like Cardidium, which is this bar that Kevin keeps going back to, and that's eventually, like, where he meets Nora. There is, um, you know, the, the person who Lauren is supposed to be the mentor of when she's in the, um, in the cult. Uh, Megan, I think her name is. Yeah. Um, and she's taking care of her, and she's showing her the way. You, you. There are a lot of like separate stories that are happening, but no, no major events. It's just almost like regular people trying to deal with regular with a major. Yeah. What event. I always find fascinating about this book or the idea is like this happened. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's going to happen again, but like mm-hmm. you never find out why. Right. It, it's kind of like kind of cool. 
It's yeah, like, I okay, know. well, and it happened. Like, how are we going to deal with this? Yeah. I know you read this book um, a while ago, a but while ago, I yeah. read this. I read this now, obviously, and I found myself making a lot of parallels to COVID. I'm like, we <laughs> okay. kind of lost a huge population of the earth. All, I don't want to say overnight, but rapidly yeah. about something that didn't happen a while ago. And, and it's also kind of like this where a group of people decided to deal with it in a more fanatic way by saying like, you know, this isn't real. It's made up. Yeah. <laughs> and another group went the complete opposite way and went lunatic and was like, I'm never leaving my house. Yeah, and it yeah, was, yeah. and it was sort of kind of like that. Like, you know, you don't know what to make of it. A, a you know, a huge population of the earth is yeah, existed that, one it, day and didn't the other. And that's like even more interesting because like there is no disease. It's just kind of mm-hmm. gone. Right. Right. Yeah. So you're like, but, well, it, but that's the, that's the beauty of it. Like the author doesn't discuss with you what caused it or why it happened or anything. It's about how do we deal with something major? And, and I'm sure part of that reason is like, there is like, how, how could you explain that? Right. Like right. people, I mean that, and that's why the show I think is so good. They they never really get into it. It's happened. How do these characters deal with it? Exactly. You know, it, which it, is which is how uh, how it should be. My favorite thing about the book was that the author didn't take the the cheap way out of making every single person get addicted to drugs and alcohol. Yeah. He actually showed you how a person had because if he did, it would it would almost be like a very. It's it just a it, you become very unsympathetic towards them, but now you're you're dealing with a guy who has to wake up to work in the morning and put on his clothes and go be a mayor, or, and and the daughter who has to keep up with her grades and also still jealous of a friend. Like there is a, a a realness to these characters, which is what keeps you reading, even though the story itself is not uh, action filled. In a way, you're almost like you know. This guy, he's not he's not drowning in alcohol. He's he still has to be a dad. He's not a failure. He lost his wife in a very weird way. His wife is serving him with divorce papers so she could get half of his money so she could donate it to this cult that she's in. It's just fascinating because he didn't take the easy way out and saying everybody's addicted to drugs now because of this major event or some people lost their mind or this family lost a person or whatever. He took a family that's well put together and said, this family, nobody directly got affected by this tragedy, but I'm still going to show you how it indirectly affects it. And I thought that was such a clever yeah, way. I think that's why that's, to, that must be the reason why. Yeah. You know, uh, fascinating, fascinating. And, um, and I do like how he met that Nora, who's the the complete opposite almost, and how how she deals with it. Nora was um, a very interesting character because she's she's in her own way trying to deal. She was in love with this. Well, I don't want to say in love. She was she was friends with this pastor who ends up putting her uh, husband on a newsletter and basically talks shit about him. And that's another part of this which I thought was very fascinating. Um, we talked about like how fanatic some people got. In that story, some people thought that all the people that left were chosen to go to yeah. heaven. But then a group, of, another group of people thought these people were chosen to go to hell because they're I, I thought that was like fascinating yeah. where the church or whatever would think that. Like, yeah. okay, well, those are the bad ones. Yep. Like, they're gone. Yep. Rapture. Yeah, and, and this, this pastor who used to be friends with Nora brings her a newsletter that he wrote about how her husband used to like 
be a womanizer and how he was a horrible human being. And while Kevin's in the parade, this guy comes up to him and says that one of the women used to sleep around and she was bisexual in college. I mean, just reaching for anything to prove that every single person that disappeared is a bad person and the people left here on earth are the good ones. And, and it, it, again, the, the, the fanatics aspect of it, to me, I couldn't help but think like, this was COVID. This was COVID. This was either I'm going to lock my doors and not let anybody in for three years, or I'm going to go out there and get coughed on because this disease is not real. And there was very little middle middle ground when COVID happened. It's the same thing. It was really weird to see those parallels, even though this was a fictitious story about nothing. And what's good about this is the premise is so good, and the TV show just expands upon it so that there's a second season let's say where like one county in texas they didn't lose anybody oh wow so it's like they they kind of yeah i i i I was thinking about that i was like i wish he would have done a second part to this because well the tv show is technically because he was part of it Mm. i'm not sure if he like wrote episodes like by himself but he was definitely like so basically, you saw Lost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the Lost guys, not J.J. Abrams, uh, Damon Lindelof, created this show, The Leftovers, and this author is like part of it. Oh, okay. So I, I think... So that's kind of like his, his I, I, art I think, book. I, yeah, I, yeah. I think so. I I, so they made the book. Which is good, because I was like, it would have been really good to see what like a... I don't know, like a different part of the world or a different state or a different family. Yeah, they kind of get felt. into it. They kind of get That's into it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, okay, yeah, now they, I gotta watch the show. Yeah, um, they, they go. There's other parts. They expand pretty nicely. Okay. It's a trippy show. All right, now I gotta watch it. More, um, more so than the book, because the, it, it, like I said, the first season's kind of takes it from the book. Uh, the guy's not a mayor in the show. He's a he's a police officer. Okay, but. The characters are, you know, the wife's in the Guilty Remnant. His son mm-hmm. is with um, Wayne. The daughter is kind of, you know. Crazy. Whatever. She's just a teenager. Yeah. And uh, Nora exists in the show, too. Yeah. Nora's character is fascinating because she's by herself. She kind of lost everyone. Um, she's She goes through these moments throughout the book where she's, like, very, very strong. And then, like, she's very, very fragile. And she's trying to, like, dye her hair. And then she's trying yeah. to dress <laughs> provocatively. And then she goes to the bar. And she's with Kevin. And they hook up. And she wants to feel beautiful. And, and then other times she sees him in the street and she doesn't talk to him. And it, it, she's a very fascinating Do they, um, do they like, show how she was with her family before it? Or, or they didn't Very really briefly. She, they talk, she talks about how it was with her family. Or, like, she dis, she she discusses it. Like, the author discusses it on her behalf, obviously. Yeah, because I don't know what it, I forgot what it was there, but in the show it was, like, interesting. It was, like, right before it, she's, like, you could tell, like, she was just overwhelmed by her Hmm. family it was like almost, no it wasn't it wasn't anything like that no it, it, it was like kind of like it was it was kind of like oh i'm overwhelmed and then they were just gone hmm. you know it's like one of those things where like that's actually that's actually pretty cool because it, like it was cool because it was almost like i just wish my family was fucking gone <laughs> and then it happened home alone. and then you're like home alone. oh shit <laughs> you're like oh I, I really don't want them gone forever <laughs> wait, 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 wait. i take it back i take it back yeah um yeah very fascinating book i highly recommend it i mean there like i said there isn't a lot to go on to in terms of like 
a major conflict that's happening. Um, there were a lot of books that we read that were kind of like this. There wasn't really a major event, but it, it this is This is one of the following. rare books for me where I, I think the show is better than the book. Mm. Okay. We'll because, because I think they, I, and I think the reason is because they expand so much. Uh, and, I, and I feel like it's a visual show. It's like people disappear. Like it's. That's true. I, 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 um, not that the book is bad, but I think they somehow the show is more. I, I like the uh, the one of the quotes uh, Stephen King put on the cover. It says the leftovers is simply put the best Twilight Zone episode you you never saw. Um, I love oh, Twilight Zone. So because oh, I'm sure this, I'm sure the book became popular again when the show came out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm too. sure because I'm um, sure nobody really. I'm sure the book it was well liked, and then the show came yeah, out yeah. and they re released. Um. Well, I haven't seen the show, but as it stands alone as a novel, I would give it I would give it a 3.5 out of 5. I think it was good. The only thing that was missing for me, like you said, I think they could have expanded maybe a little bit more on the on the story itself. A lot of things were a, there were times when the show when the book got a little dry. Like I didn't really like Tom's character too much in here. He's yeah, just kind of like better in the show, I think. Um yeah, maybe the show will will kind of yeah, put a lot I'm of the issues like where, to rest. Yeah, I'm kind of like where you are, where I felt like the book was fine, but maybe I'm, I'm judging it against the show, too. Yeah. So it's true. hard. Um, yeah, but a 3, 3.5 is probably fair for it. Okay. It's not like the best book I've ever read, but it's solid. It's, it's, it's a, interesting. It's definitely a good book to read if you're, um, if you're not necessarily looking for something too uh actiony this is a very like it's a grief filled book you really feel for these people if you really want to read a book that's about the feelings of human beings and how they're dealing with grief and sorrow i think this is an yeah. excellent yeah book. it's a fascinating way they did it I yeah mean, um because and they're it not really because you don't know they're dead like there's no yeah there's that's nothing. that's that's a really good point you're not even though they're dealing with grief it's you almost forget why you know, like they're dealing with this heartache and it's never about, especially because the main family doesn't necessarily have a direct grief to feel. There's just a sadness throughout the town. There's just like a melancholy feeling throughout and you never really recover from that. So throughout the entire book, you're just following these characters who have dread and guilt and fear and anxiety and you're just following them throughout, which I think is what makes the book so good because it's so human. Even though, even though the basis is predicated on fiction, yeah. the feeling is very, very real. It could almost be like a real story, you know. Um, so yeah, I would highly recommend this book. Very good. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is his uh, first book or not, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. It was written a while ago, so. Yeah, I think early, what, 2000s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, he had some other ones. I know he had some others, and I never read them, but... He does have some... Yeah, he does... He has, uh, according to this, at least seven more. Oh, whoa. Yeah, at least seven more. Um, I liked his writing style. I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, let us know what you guys think. Read this book. Let us know what you'd like us to read next, and... Um, <laughs> read the book. Watch the show. Watch the show. I'm going to watch the show. Yeah, he's watching that show. He's watching yeah, the show. Yeah, I'm always late to these parties. You so. know what? It's a be- it's best to be late because I'm late to most... Well, not everyone, but they're all done. Like, the show's over. It's in the can. You mm. don't have to wait. 
That's you don't true. Have to, oh, that's why we, I love it. That's yeah, why it's it. like, and especially with HBO, where it's released what weekly. Oh. Yeah, where and they renew seasons once every seven years. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, like Succession might come back in about ten years. <laughs> so <laughs> for two more episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, or, or Better Call Saul yeah. or whatever. It's Curb, like, Curb will come or back. Or Stranger Things. It's like here, here's seven. We'll wait two months. <laughs> two more. What? <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> So you release all of them at once, but two. Yep. Streaming world for you. Streaming for Smart. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Please follow us, comment, and let us know what you guys want to hear. Thank you. Thanks.